All right, we are live. The 125th installment of the Unplugged Alpha podcast. A little something I've been building on the book that uh, was published a few years ago and recently updated with a second edition. So welcome. It is Valentine's Day, also known as uh, Steak and BJ Day for the guys out there that uh, roll the way that I do. But um, we got a video here that was brought to my attention on the soft white underbelly uh, channel, which I like. I've, um, you know, I was talking to Dr. Orion Taraban when he was at my conference last month, and uh, it's nice to see him on there recently. There's a two-part series you guys should probably check out. But this one is a woman um, who did a 24-minute interview, uh, and the title is Unfaithful Wife, an interview with Kiara. So as I do, you know, talk about red flags and the such, um, we'll, uh, we'll get into what exactly uh, broke down over here. I'll put it up on the screen. Um, Actually, before I get started, let me give you the link to the email list because I have um, from my event last month the footage from the uh, all the video recordings because the AV company uh, put it out. I haven't decided if I'm going to release it on my channel, on my email list, or a combination of both. Um, I want to get you guys on the email list um, yep, because there's always problems with YouTube and the likes as time goes on. So... Uh, below, if you're on my email list, you'll definitely get links to all the recordings from my conference from last month. Um, so make sure you opt in there. I talk about other stuff too, like my supplement line, exactly what each uh, part of the line does. Um, there's unlisted videos that I've recorded, co- uh, conversations with Tristan Tate, how he lives with, um, or he doesn't live with, but uh, why he has multiple women uh, siring his uh, children. Uh, I've got a guy, Casey Jones, I had a conversation with a few months back who's a polygynist in Australia. He's got six wives. He talks about how he uh, does that. So other things that I've had conversations in other realms that you might find interesting. But it all goes into sequence. So don't opt in and then email me back and be like, hey, where's that video? It's, it's in a sequence and you know it'll come when it comes. So there's that. Also, um, the event for... 2025 we're going to schedule it probably for the spring so what happened last month went really really well uh we had a world-class net promoter score and um there's a huge appetite for it. we we pre-sold about 20 percent of the next event already so we're definitely doing this so let's get into this kiara thing right i don't know if you guys have seen this yet but um it's been sent to me a few times got a few notes here and it's time stamped so we're going to kind of get through it pretty I don't know if it'd be quick because I have some commentary on everything, but we'll get through it either way. So a uh, little bit of background. Kira is a 33-year-old um, who's had two kids with two other men while she was married to her husband. So she jokes in this um, calling three baby daddies of two kids. Um, we'll get into, well, let's just start playing it. And I'll have to pause along the way to add commentary for... Uh, sort of feedback on what I think's going on. So let's just get into this. Yes, hi. Kira, where are you from originally? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in- By the way, I'm playing this at one and a half times speed, so it doesn't take 25 minutes to just play time. So we'll get through a little faster. In Northwest Indiana, a very small town called Griffith, two miles by two miles. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about your childhood growing up. Um, I had both parents in the home. It was a fairly okay childhood. Um, I had my dad in the home, but my theory is he stopped paying attention to me when I got a mind of my own. 
So this is really important. She's, she's going to talk a little bit later on. In fact, I'll probably skip ahead to relationship with the father uh, after this commentary and then, and then jump back again to talk um, more about the uh, uh, betrayal on her husband. Um, but I've talked many, many times about daddy issues being a problem with girls. Daddy issues can be, dad can be a piece of furniture, absent, and in this case, uh, didn't pay attention to me. Um, let me just skip up ahead to relationship with her father up over here and we'll go back because I think the father part's one of the major red flags here and play. But your relationship with your father was tumultuous, tumultuous, tumultuous. Yeah. Um, I was a daddy's girl until I could form my own opinions. I, I say, um, once everything daddy said wasn't right and wasn't true, that's kind of when he, I don't want to say he didn't care. So. I've been marinating on the whole why society and culture is so messed up today. And everybody's got their own fix for it. I'm going to put 90% of the fix in the household. And I think the problem really is, is that fathers are no longer at the head of the household with authority. They have responsibility still, but they don't have the authority that they had to set boundaries and guidelines, you know, for the kids, especially for the daughters. Cause I mean, I think one of the reason why girls today and, you know, as they turn into adults and women rebel and push back, um, is because they've been told to, uh, culture, music, um, you know, Hollywood, uh, you know, the strong feminist nar narrative, uh, you know, around woman needs a man, like a fish needs a bicycle, or why should you listen to a man? Or we all hate the patriarchy now sort of stuff. So, um, this is, this is just one example. And, you know, the outcome of it here is a sleeve tatted, big hoop ear. Uh, and I'm not talking about the hoop to hoop earrings, if you look closely. And I've got the resolution toned down on this just so it plays clearly through StreamYard. But you can go watch the video. She doesn't have a big hoop earring. She's got one of those big implants in her earlobe where they drill a hole and they like push out the earlobe so it turns into one of these giant clown things. Um, this chick's got more red flags than a Chinese communist parade. But let's keep playing about her relationship with dad. He just stopped being so present in my life. Um, and he he would make the comments about my weight and I got an eating disorder. You know, just, he wasn't a nice man. Now, you're gonna hear her say, he wasn't a nice man. He wasn't a kind man. He wasn't, a, he was mean to me. You're gonna hear her, hear her say this a lot through this entire video about different men in her life. And I know that's where I get wanting kindness so bad. He was never a nice man. Um, but now he's older, I mean, and I gave him, the boy he always wanted so he's kinder um but i still can't cry in front of him tears are a big trigger for him and now tears are a trigger for me when my kids cry even though i cry every day when my kids cry i lose it. i just can't. okay we can go we can go back now because all she does is talks about crying over here um the next timestamp i had was her childhood about 55 seconds so let's go around here and we'll play this bit the roughest part of my childhood was probably watching my parents get into some legal trouble um, when I was very young. Uh, I didn't even find out what they did until I was 15 or 16, but the house got raided and I watched my parents get taken away. So What were they doing? Um, they were drug dealers. Mm. So, but Watch her body language and her mannerisms, the way that she moves and the behavior. And she's got a weird eye twitch, um, which I hope you can see with the resolution the way that it said it. If not, again, I'll break it down. But in her youth... Parents were drug dealers. I mean, 
if you meet a girl in your 20s and you start dating and you start having the conversation as you should, tell me about your relationship with your parents. You can use that language. You can just say, hey, what was it like growing up in your household? And just shut up and listen. Use your ears and your mouth in the ratio that they were given to you. Close your mouth, open your ears, and just let her talk. You'll probably find that she will sing like a canary. Women like talking about stuff. Um, they like playing the victim card. They like um, just throwing up all this information if you if you let them talk. So, I mean, she's here on YouTube with, uh, I don't know how many views this has right now, over half a million. Channel's got 5.2 million subscribers. She's telling the world about her childhood. Women love to talk. You know, like I said, we live in a day in a day and age now where you can go on TikTok and Instagram and social media and look at a woman's pretty much her entire past as she's put it out there because they love talking about this stuff. I've, I've done videos in the past in my car and other podcasts where we've seen women sitting in Tulum and talking about these multiple guys that they've dated back to back like they're creating this public diary about their promiscuity and stuff like this. So again, what was your relationship with like, you know, with your parents growing up, you know, tell me about that. Maybe if she only talks to about one parent, say, okay, well, what happened to mom or what happened to dad? And sort of, you know, get in that. And again, shut up and just let her talk. And you'll, and you'll hear exactly what it is that you need to hear. You'll, they will tell you their red flags if you, if you ask questions and listen. Okay. Bad childhood. Parents were arrested. Parents were drug dealers. Uh, dad was a piece of furniture. Didn't pay attention to me. What happens when women don't get attention? We know with the soft necks, it's one of the tools in the toolbox I talk about in my book, The Unplugged Alpha. If you haven't read it, get it. It's available on Amazon. Looks like this. I don't have to keep doing this every show. Um, they, they seek attention. Uh, attention is the currency in the realm of girl world. Um, when women behave badly, we talk about using a soft necks, which is just removing your attention. They've pushed into a boundary that you've set. You don't talk to them for a few days. You don't respond to their attacks. You let them marinate on what they've done. And then you can come back and say, you know, do we have an understanding? You know, have you learned your lesson? Basically, I am not going to tolerate insert behavior sort of thing. So when you take away attention, women lose their shit. And it's why they come back with a soft necks and they generally behave better and fall in line. When dad takes away attention from her, because I'm assuming she didn't listen because she's talking about rebelling when you know, she got into her teen years and not probably following his guidelines and boundaries is what I'm going to assume is, is it generally breaks down to, then of course you're going to end up with a problematic woman as she becomes older. And again, these are things you can vet for, guys, if you ask questions, if you have these conversations. But everybody's clean and sober now and doing really well. Good. How far did you go in school? Oh, I, I graduated. I graduated from my local high school in Griffith. What, what, what kind of kid were you in high school? I was a good kid until I turned 16. And then I started... Smoking weed, skipping school, doing drugs, drinking. Um, I actually got expelled December. She talks about everything here. Weed, drugs, uh, getting in car accidents while stoned, uh, getting arrested for trafficking Xanax and so on and so forth. She doesn't talk about sex. Uh, again, women are very, very secretive about their notch count. Uh, I think it's one of the few areas that they don't generally overtly talk about, but it's something that you can calculate by watching their behavior and you know what they do with their years of course but pay attention it's going to skip up a little bit over here because until i turned 21 when i got clean for good for good for good get into the husband yeah, yeah been 12 years that's great Thanks. and where's your life gone since then 
<sighs> it's better now. I mean, I, I'm a mom. I have two children. Oh, I wanted to show you one thing over here at 1.30. Um, so I don't know if she's had... Um, I'll just increase the resolution a little bit for this little part so you can see it. I don't know if she's had a stroke or something or has brain damage. Um, the only time I've ever seen an eye twitch like this, you'll see it at around, uh, I think it's just around the 130 mark, um, where one eye closes and stays shut while the other eye is open. It's like a weird blink reflex. The only time I've ever seen, seen that, um, there was this gal that I met that had a, a stroke and um, like one side of her face was like a little bit, it wasn't exaggeratedly lopsided, but you could see it if you paid attention. And it was because of the strokes. So just watch this real, real quick over here. I was a good kid until I turned 16. And then I started smoking weed, skipping school, doing drugs, drinking. Um, I actually got expelled December of my senior year uh, for having Xanax on me. And my mom had called the school and told them. So I did get arrested. Um, I just turned 18. There, there it was again. Okay. So I hope you caught that. Um, let me go back to slightly lower quality and play this back in the lower screen. Um, let's go to 233 with the childhood. And this is where we get into the husband situation where she starts cheating. Um, like I mentioned, he wasn't very kind. Uh, so he did like married six together, almost 10. So she was with a guy for 10 years, married for six. Says that he wasn't the nicest man ever, but let's carry on. Yeah. You guys had problems? Um, yes, we both had our own sets of problems. Um, like I mentioned, he wasn't very kind. Uh, so he did lay hands on me, um, be very rude to me, make terrible comments, call me names, put me down. Um, but then I was unfaithful a few times and ended up. Not once, a few times, right? Up, uh, mothering children from those men. Again, mothering children from those men. That's how she ended up with three baby daddies with two kids. On my husband. Um, so you were married to your husband, but you were having children with other men. I was. I was. Um, and he raised them as his own. and knew As a cuck would. Knew them to be his own until the divorce. How, my, how did that news come out? My lawyer had to use language. In, oh, this gets funny. Pay attention here. In, the, in what we wanted to kind of make it a point to say that like, he may not be the dad. You know, like, I don't even remember what word she used. But it was a word that kind of made his lawyer be like, hmm, we should probably do a DNA. So just to recap that, when she's going through the divorce and the separation agreement, there was language inserted by her lawyer, probably under her instruction, Kiara's, um, something to do with the custody order or maybe uh, the way that funds would flow. She mentions that there was no child support because they both made about the same amount of money. Um, but why would they insert something in the separation agreement about uh, the deal maintaining regardless of whether or not he's a biological father? Now, Whatever language she inserted, his lawyer picked up on it and encouraged him to get a DNA test where he discovered, of course, the two kids were not his. A test on these children. And he did. Because you were looking to keep it quiet? I wouldn't say that. Like this weird, yeah, I wouldn't say that. It's very unusual body language and behavior. And again, she's not a typical conventional conservative type of looking woman. You can see tattoos on her sleeve underneath her jacket. So I'm assuming they go right up to her shoulder on both arms. When you look at her fingers and her knuckles, she's got tattoos over there. She's got purple hair. She's got the giant insert in her earlobe. 
Um, those are just the visible red flags that we can see, you know, with the body mutilation. So we're talking daddy issues. We're talking feminists. We're also going to get into the boss girl thing in a little bit. She calls herself a badass bitch. To collect child support? No. Oh, no. The, the divorce agreement said no child support on either side. We were both making the same amount of money. So to this day, neither of us pays child support. Um, <clears throat> but no, he got them. I, I didn't, I didn't want to necessarily keep it quiet. I didn't want to break his heart. Is what it is. And then this is where he cuts and does a B-roll photograph over her basically crying as she's talking, um, which is probably a smart move for his channel. You know, it seems like a better way to roll it, but just, but just listen here. Um, no matter how mean he was to me, I don't use that as an excuse for what I did because there's not an excuse, you know, and I... Uh... Saying and doing. What do I keep telling you guys between saying and doing? Watch what a woman does. Don't listen to what she says. Actions will express priorities. Choices will always trump words. She's, she's sitting here going, you know, it doesn't excuse what I did, but I did it anyway. You know, I, you know, I, I banged two other men and had their children while married to him and basically held out to him that these kids were, were his. So she's having sex with three men, basically. I don't know if the other two were overlapping, but at least two men simultaneously while she's taken a covenant, a vow to be with this one man in a marriage. I carry a lot of guilt with me about it. And I got my babies. I mean, they're the, they're the greatest things in the whole world, but. How, how did he find out? He did the paternity test and the paternity test came back. He was 99% like not the father. And he called me and he was like, do you want to get in front of this? I said, get in front of what? What do you mean? And about an hour later, he had posted publicly on Facebook that he was not the father of the children. How many kids? Two. How old were they? Five at the time, four and two, four and two. And they still know him to be their only father. So, so she's still telling the kids that the married dad is the biological dad. And it gets weirder because the daughter that she had after the son she had with the caretaker in the housing corp that she worked at, uh, he sounded like he was Hispanic because the daughter came out, uh, she called him tanned and um, mentioned the father was Hispanic. And he still treats them as if he's the only father. So he's still in their lives. Oh yeah, that's very nice of him. If that's what you want to call it. Now, hear what Mark just said there to 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 her. He asked, "They're still in their lives." She said, "Oh yeah," and he says, "Well, that's very nice of him." And she goes, "If that's what you want to call it." Listen to what she says next. This is the these are the kinds of words that narcissists and psychopaths use. I call it control, but she calls it control. She went and banged two other dudes told him that these kids are his, divorced him, broke his heart. He did a paternity test, found out that they're not his. He's still involved in the kids' lives, coaches a baseball team, sees them on a regular basis, and she says, I call it controlling. You can't even make the shut up, my dudes. Nice is not a word that people often use for this man. Hmm. Anything he can... I'd, I'd really like to hear his side of the story. I think that would be interesting. There's always her side, his side, and somewhere in the middle... Could be closer to his side, could be closer to her side is the truth. Due to not essentially let go of me and to kind of continue to control my life is what I think to be the reason. He sees them once a week, takes them every other weekend, maybe not even the whole weekend. So it's an ugly divorce? It was ugly. It went on for about seven or eight months, which I know is not long in most divorces, but I thought it was going to be a cut and dry, quick thing. I didn't think he was going to fight me on it. I, 
I thought he didn't like me this whole time, but here we are. So he did fight me on pretty much everything I asked for. Um, the divorce ended pretty equal. Nobody got anything crazy. 50-50 um, with the kids until he ended up unhoused. Um, but yeah, he... How is it 50-50 with the kids if he's only seeing them every other weekend, right? It was like, she says one thing, it's 50-50, but he only gets to see, see them every other weekend. That's not 50-50. That's like more of like an 80-20. He's still present. That's, by the way, what most lawyers call the screw over daddy deal. It's like, you know, the father gets him every other weekend and a Wednesday night for dinner. Then he still shows up to parent-teacher conferences. He coaches. Oh, we'll get to that in a second, Jerry. Hold on. My son's baseball team last summer. So he's still as involved as he wants to be. Hmm. And you, you would prefer that was not the case or? I, unfortunately, I, he doesn't like to pick, this is going to sound bad about me, but he doesn't like to pick the best women. Um, and I do feel that one day there will come. He doesn't like to pick the best women. And she recognizes that it will sound bad about her. Isn't that fascinating? I'm a woman who doesn't necessarily want him to raise children who aren't his. Now, let me just back up because I was talking over her. There's this 810. Let's go back about 10 seconds and play that back because she's talking about being worried that, she, that he is going to invite a woman into his life as a stepmom and listen to what she says. The best woman. Um, and I do feel that one day there will come a woman who doesn't necessarily want him to raise children who aren't his. Um, I hope that doesn't happen. But if that does happen, I will have wished he had made the move sooner. So we're talking about the uh, stepmom avatar. Um, there's lots of nursery rhymes from childhood. If you go back to your old memory banks, Hansel and Gretel, for example, um, Cinderella, where there's an evil stepmother in all of these stories. There's no stories of evil stepfathers that I've ever heard in nursery rhymes. It's always some, some sort of crazy or evil or mean stepmother to children that aren't theirs. And she's taking a step further because she knows that the children aren't even his, they're only hers. So there is a known, a known problem, a known issue, if you will, with women dealing with kids that aren't theirs. They have the expectations, single moms have the expectations that you raise children as your own. Um, or they'll even cuck a guy and you know, betray him and make him believe the kids are his when they're not even his. But when another woman gets involved, with another uh, set of kids that aren't theirs, they get concerned, they get worried because they know that, that it's problematic. Did you premeditate this or just you, all of a sudden you found out you were pregnant by somebody you were cheating with? Oh no, it was definitely not premeditated, but we weren't using protection. Um, <laughs> so it was premeditated. I didn't say like, I'm gonna have sex with this man to have a baby, you know? I mean, I think we know how the birds and the bees work, ladies and gentlemen watching this show. Does it need to be explained? And then she says, but we weren't using protection. That's just how it goes, right? What, like, what did you think was going to happen, Kiara? But I mean, I guess there was nothing done to prevent it. Um, and the first man that I had the affair with was, is, now, is now my boyfriend, um, the father of my first child, my son. And uh, he was my husband's assistant manager at the time. So I can skip ahead of this. So this guy worked for her husband, not her husband working for this guy. So it's not a clear-cut case of hypergamy where it's, across and up on the socioeconomic scale where the guy's in a better position and a replacement for him. What this would have likely been was more of the alpha seed component. She also talks about husband being mean, controlling, uh, abusive, called her names, put her down, things like that. So you hear her often say throughout this, he was kind, he was nice, he was a nice, kind, basically dude. 
And they played visitations behind the husband's back every Wednesday. He would come over, they would pork. Oh, listen to her tell a story. This gets messy. It's very, yeah, yeah, it's very messy. So my husband brought, my ex-husband brought him onto the team where he was working. And my ex-husband always made his assistant managers like his best friend. So he started bringing this guy around and I made, I made the first move, of course. Um, and I feel like I just sensed his kindness. I mean, still to this day, this, this man that I'm with is the kindest, most patient man I've ever met. Kindness, kindness. <laughs> so I think I felt that kindness from him, which I wasn't getting kindness. from my husband at the time. Um, so I don't even know how it started beyond me just touching his hand when we were smoking joints. Now, she said earlier, I'm not sure if I played that bit, but she said earlier that she's been clean since she was 21 years old. The kid is, uh, sorry, the two kids are four and two. So not only is she a liar, but she's a liar that cheats as well or betrays her husband. Um, she hasn't been clean. If she's sitting around smoking joints with her husband's uh, under under report because he was the assistant manager. I guess the husband was a manager, but just listen. But one day he came over to my house without my ex-husband there and you know what happened next. And we only saw each other once a week to do this because of how my schedule, my ex-husband. We only saw each other once a week. It's almost as if she's saying like, I wasn't really that bad because we only saw each other once a week because of our schedules. And it just wasn't something that we did that frequently. Schedule and his schedule matched up. So every Wednesday I saw him. We had sex. He watched me get ready for work, and then he'd go work for my my ex husband. Imagine you're this dude. You just banged your boss's wife, and then you go to work and you go and complete your daily task, and you get paid by your boss, who you're banging his wife. Yeah. So that's how that one started. And again, I mean, my son is just the best human ever. So I don't. So again, this is infidelity number one. This is the first kid with a different guy. Here comes the next one. Okay. And I'm with him now. And he's just my absolute soulmate. And I haven't cheated on him. <laughs> but She's proud of that. And I haven't cheated on him yet. The second affair, who the man is the father of my daughter, he actually worked with me this time. He was my maintenance guy at my leasing job. And again, just another kind man who was nice to me. And I was... Uh, see, it, it's completely counterintuitive. <clears throat> you know... Guys find that they're told by their mommies or their single moms, just be a kind man, just be a nice guy. And then this is what guys hear, you know, just he was kind, he was nice, he was kind. But we don't see women choose kind, nice men, right? They're not actually going for kind, nice men. Isn't that interesting? She calls him a kind, nice man. You know, moms will tell their kids, just be kind and nice because that's what women want. But the guys that are kind and nice never get what they want, right? So there's a total conflict of these statements. See him a lot more because we work together. So we would take our lunches together um, and have sex then. And by the way, kind and nice men don't bang women that are married uh, or women with kids, women that are married with kids. Uh, <laughs> I could go on and on. Uh, kind, nice men don't do that. They are able to go and get what they want out in the world. Uh, they just take what they want in their world. Um, but you know, here she is talking about banging the maintenance man on lunch hours. Let's go on. And, uh, when I found out I was pregnant with my son, we were hundred percent sure it was my husband's, even though I was having an affair because I don't know, I just always felt like I could sense when I got pregnant, which obviously isn't right, but I just felt it. So we were so sure, so sure. And then he came out looking like 
my boyfriend now. <laughs> Spitting image. Um, so there were some questions at the beginning there. Um, but still, you have to be really sure about that to uh, confront your wife. You know, you got to be real sure. So he didn't. People questioned what he looked like to him, and he just said no. Um, and then with my daughter, she's Hispanic. Um, so she came Hispanic. So that's the maintenance man's uh, kid out a little more tan than the both of us. Um, and just as she grew up, just kept that tan skin. And still, she looks so much like me. He was just like, yep, she looks like my wife. And now she looks like her dad, which is terrifying. Um, but again, I love her crazy ass too, but Do you, I love my crazy ass daughter too. So <laughs> crazy makes crazy guys, you know, crazy moms, crazy, like it, it, it gets pushed down generation to generation, right? Have regrets about anything you've done? I wouldn't say regrets because I got my babies. So I definitely am not going to say that I regret it. I wish I would have gone about it differently maybe, or maybe picked a second different baby daddy. I don't know, because I didn't even want to, I didn't even think he was gonna be my baby daddy. And here we are with three baby daddies and two kids is what I joke about. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been wild. Emotionally, what, what is? I'd say yeah. Emotionally. Yeah, we were talking, somebody said cope. Yeah, pure cope, right? What do humans do? They complicate life and then they justify why they do it. I did all this dumb shit over here, but I got my babies, right? I got my babies, so everything's fine. I got my babies. I love my babies. My babies are the best ever. I'm a single mom to two superhumans swiping on a dating app. Okay. They're the best ever. You're putting other people through emotions that they never are, Yeah, his never ex family cut him off once he decided to claim the children. They didn't like that, and they threatened to sue me with fraud because of what they had bought in the children. And then, um, I mean, of course, I took away my ex-husband's whole life in one swift, you know, housewife, kids. So there's, I think the craziest part is just the guilt that I always feel, like, every day. And if I think about it, I cry. She's, she's, she's crying over divorcing him and taking the kids away from him, but then says in other breaths that he's controlling and he's only there for the kids, but they're also not his kids there's not really a strong acknowledgement to the fact that she's betrayed his biological imperative to sire his own children, right? She's, she's just like, there's that saying about when women cry and she cries a few times in this, like you can only trust a woman's tears when she's crying in a room by herself. If it's in front of other people or even in front of a camera like this, oftentimes it's for theatrics, right? So that uh, she's not being so harshly judged and criticized for what she's done. Um. And I've gotten called a lot of names. And I get it, I do, but it's like, I've called myself well, those should. names more than anybody else has. You're harder on yourself than anyone else. Absolutely, and I mean, and my mom used to say, the people who love you, love you. Like, they're not gonna judge you. And I know that, I mean, everybody who loves me has been so supportive and so amazing, but I judge me. Was there, was there a little bit of revenge or satisfaction in, in what you did? <laughs> no. no, I mean, my babies, I guess, would be the satisfaction, but no, I mean, it didn't even make me feel better because he was never any nicer to me. He still treated me like crap, you know, and, did you expect him to treat you better after you smashed your maintenance worker and the guy that worked for your husband? Is that what you were expecting in the exercise? Still, no matter how he treated me, I still feel like this about what I did to him. Dudes, men, you're not responsible for how women feel. You're not responsible for their happiness. You're responsible for yourself, for the world around you, for the things that you do. You know. That's what you're responsible for. But people will always be like, well, I feel like, and he just made me feel like, and he was mean to me. Again, I would really like to hear this dude's side of the story, right? Because you're only getting one, one frame of this. That's really all that it is. 
But again, you know, this is the anatomy of an unfaithful wife. This is what betrayal looks like. These are the things they do. This is how they justify it. And these are the red flags. Again, red flags, daddy issues, feminist. She's got loads of tattoos, uh, body mutilation. Oh, we'll get to the boss girl thing. I got a timestamp at 1522. Let's hear her talk about being a badass boss bitch. It's the hardest part of the marriage for you. My treatment, the way I was treated, and the fact that my dad was never very kind to my mom. And I won't, again, I won't use that as an excuse, but so therefore I feel like I kind of let men treat me terribly my whole life. I mean, now I'm a badass bitch and I'm a, I'll rock your shit, but. Now I'm a badass bitch and I'll rock your shit. What have we said about ba boss girls, bad bitches? Uh, you know, they're, they fall in line with the red flag around competing with men and like the whole uh, difficulty that you're going to have with her complying to your frame as well, too. Um, like I said earlier, man, like you can just look at this check and know or a seasoned guy that understands this should know that she's got more red flags in a Chinese communist parade. I don't really need to play the rest of this. We did the relationship with her father, proudest woman in her life. Uh, there's a bit of a bump over here if you guys want to hear about their current relationship with their boyfriend because she talks about how amazing and how kind he is here again. Let's just play this real quick. You had the relationship with your boyfriend and then you yeah, had another I, relationship. I did. So I had really the, the, the boyfriend, by the way, that she's with right now um, is a father of her first kid. He got her pregnant, left. Uh, when she got divorced, then if, through social media, they, they connected um, and they took it from there relationship with my boyfriend about six years ago and then once I got pregnant we actually kind of stopped communicating he moved away and then I had the baby and he brought his girlfriend to my house to meet unknowingly our child um me and my ex-husband and I wasn't super kind to her um because I think maybe I knew and I didn't like the guy that I had loved at one point bringing another woman in my house even though I was living with another man um so he did meet Coda right when he was born and then Coda. he kind of disappeared again when he was still Coda Coda. Is that like Cody or like Coda is like a version of a, a chick? Interesting name choice. Anyway, um, I think that's the vast majority of the meat and potatoes of you know the anatomy of a, a cheater um, and the red flags that sort of come from that. You guys can go look up um, Unfaithful Wife interview Kiara on Soft White Underbelly if you want to sort of get into the rest of it. Um, I'm going to grab the... Um, I forgot to drop the invite link here for you guys to call in and ask questions. So uh, call in and ask any queue. So I'll pin that to the top of StreamYard. Um, got up to another 45 minutes or so to take questions if you guys want to ask me anything. Any topic you know you want, guys, uh, whatever you're stuck on, um, I'm here for it. I'm about that. And if you're watching this elsewhere on the internets, uh, head over to YouTube and watch there. Um, I keep getting told by the YouTube contact that I have that it's, um, it's great for building the channel and for the algorithms for memberships to grow. So I've set a very low tier for memberships. It's 99 cents. If you guys enjoy these podcasts and the book and you know, the free consults that I do in the Q and a call in session, um, just, you know, become a member below and you'll be able to uh, use the live chat as well. So you get some priority uh, treatment there. Um, so recapping on the cheater. 
I mean, again, you know, you're only hearing one side of the story. Shitty childhood, parents were drug dealers. Um, big, big issue, big red flag that you can spot very, very quickly and very easily is what's your relationship with like your dad? If she had a non-existent, an absent, a bad one, um, whatever it happens to be, doesn't matter. If it's not good, then was there somebody that stepped in and played a better role? The grandfather, maybe an uncle, you know, mom's brother, um, you know, for example, might be a suitable replacement. Um, that's usually a real bad sign if all of that is non-existent or in a bad place. The other thing too is um, you start want to you want to start asking questions around how she views men. Does she have a high opinion of men? Does she have a strong opinion of masculinity? Does she have a strong opinion um, or an affinity and warmth towards virtuous, strong, competent, influential, successful, good good men that are also good at being men? Or is she the kind of gal that's like, I don't need no man, I'm a badass boss bitch. What did she say? Something like badass boss bitch um, that'll, that'll fuck you up or whatever she said. All 110 pounds soaking wet of her covered in tattoos. She couldn't punch her way out of a wet paper bag. Like there's, there's, you know, I always laugh when I hear these stories about, oh, I'm such an alpha female. You know, you hear these girls. I think the last one a couple of weeks ago was on a ladies night. Um, there was two gals on one of the screens and um, she was Turkish and she was talking about being alpha female and it started rambling on about wolves and the alpha and the omega and the sigmas and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, you start rolling your eyes and I was like, here we go with the alpha female sort of stuff. You know, they think that they're the big, strong, tough guy that doesn't exist. They'll never, you know, there's a bang in the night. They'll never get out of bed and go check it. They'll be hiding under the covers, you know, encouraging you to get out of bed to go deal with it. Um, you know, they're all strong and independent and uh, bad bitches until, you know, you know, the bill comes or there's a bang in the night, right? Then it's on you. Um, yeah, if you didn't see the um, uh, episode, it was two episodes back, uh, diluted, absolutely diluted. Um, you know, you ask them questions, follow-up questions like, hey, you know, uh, what, what values do you bring to the table for men? Oh, I'm a great mother. You're 42 or three years old or something like that. She was in her early 40s. She's got two kids from a prior marriage. And I'm asking her, what do you bring to the table in a relationship? And the first thing she says, I'm a good mother. Yeah, to kids that aren't mine, that aren't, you know, the kids of the father of the guy that's going to be dating you. Those aren't ours. There's somebody else's. We don't care. We don't care if you're a good mother to somebody else's kids. Congratulations. And you're not even useful as a mother to my kids if I wanted to have kids because you're too old for that shit. So like the delusion and the cope does exist. It is what it is, man. It is what you get. Um, anyway, guys, the link to call in is there. It's pinned to the top. It's a StreamYard link. You can bring your questions. Uh, I'm going to run an ad. Uh, I'll be back in a minute and change, and we'll carry on to see if you guys have anything else you want to chop up. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China and plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, 
longer and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Then I use tactical soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right, let me get the super chat here. Um, Edder says, incredible how she giggles, laughs, and shows the, with body language how she's reliving all of her shenanigans, zero remorse. Um, accountability, uh, guys, uh, <laughs> accountability is not something that women embrace. Um, society, culture, throughout history has forgiven women for indiscretions. It, it, it just does. Um, you shouldn't expect women to be accountable and you shouldn't really try to hold women accountable. Um, you'll see me sometimes have conversations on ladies night where the notion of accountability may came, come up. It's really just to prove um, an example, but in real life, face to face, dealing with a chick, um, it's not really a good use of your time to try to hold them accountable to things that you, truthfully they are just gonna forget about. Uh, they'll just laugh and giggle in body language. They might shed a tear, you know, here and there to um, uh, hold out or to, or to public, publicly indicate that there's sadness or remorse about it. But it is what it is. Um, don't sweat it. All right, we've got a couple callers here. I'm going to grab uh, Nick here. Again, the call-in link for StreamYard is pinned at the top of YouTube. So just hit that call in. You can ask me any question you want. Nick, what do you got for me, bud? Hello, Rich. Hello, everyone. Can you pull the mic a little closer to your mouth so I can hear you a bit better? Uh, what about now? Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, I'm a great fan of yours. I want to say thank you in advance and for all the stuff you've done for me. I've been watching your content for like uh, one and a half years mm -hmm. now. And I got um, this question about um, a girl of mine. Okay is like from my perspective is like perfect and stuff mm, i've uh, read your red flags list mm -hmm. you know yes i know that's unicorn doesn't exist uh, but, okay let's, uh, well i mean you're not calling because she's perfect there's something wrong with her so what's going on uh no i would i wouldn't say that something wrong with me wrong with her but you know i just uh, have my doubts i would say uh it's like my second relationship it's been like five years mm -hmm. since my last last one, which ended up pretty badly. What happened uh, so in the last I, one? Uh, uh, we were like meeting for like six months. Mm -hmm. 
uh, I was like 20 years, I'm 25 now. I look a bit older, I know. And she just for out of nowhere, she just decided to split up and go on. You know, just we just split up. I don't. Okay, I can't so you weren't enough for her, so she chose somebody else. So that's fine. So what's yeah, going I on think, with the current one? I would say that's like good explanation. Uh, the current one is like very good. I'm screening for uh, genuine burning desire and stuff. She's not from my country. I'm from Eastern Europe. Uh, if you know the Georgia, uh, the the women which are playing the instrument, if you know. Right. It's like very popular one. I, I've yeah, seen I've seen them on TikTok, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's like my country. It's like small country. Mm-hmm. And uh, my girl is like from Russia. Okay. And... Uh, uh, we are like dating for now like ten months, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty. I'm, I would say like I'm in a good place. I uh, go to Moscow once, and I met her family already. She already met my family, mm-hmm. and uh, she is taking uh, flights. She now bought tickets. It's like okay, so. What's going on? What's time. Uh, so it's like uh, uh, the problem is like. Um, uh, I have doubts because because I have no like big experience and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, I have these doubts in relationships. And uh, every time I watch like red pill content, uh, I think to myself, what is like the uh, possibility for me to like meet good woman, and maybe she's like faking it on something. Mm-hmm. It's been like ten months now, nine months, and for me it's like pretty hard to spot uh, spot any red flags. Why do you think she's faking 20. it? I'm not thinking that she's face, uh, faking it, but why are you no, worried I, that I, she's faking it? Uh, because um, I watch like red pill videos and stuff. What and, um, what uh, videos do you watch? Like what other channels? I watch uh, Rolo. I would say I watch your channel. I watch Rolo. Uh, I watch a couple videos of Apex Mindset. Mm-hmm. Paul is his, his name. If I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, there is like many comments of guys uh, that say that, you know, they like act up and put on this act for a couple of months. And after that, they just... No, they can act up longer than that. Like you can deal with a representative for a year, year and a half. It's usually after about a year and a half to two years that they can't hide who they are. Like if they're crazy and they have some bad tendencies or or they're hiding a red flag, you'll know within two years for sure. So within 10 months, if you haven't seen anything, I would just keep going and you know s- see what she's made of. See what happens when uh, difficulties, chaos, conflict um, you know, happens during the course yeah. of the relationship. Like one of the examples I often mention is you know travel and if the luggage gets lost, does she lose her shit and have a hissy fit and start screaming at the airline or she say, oh, no problem, let's just go to the uh, department store and get some clothes for now. Right. Yeah, uh, we had like couple moments like this um, because I showed like a bit of in- incompetence at some point, and she had like very good encouraging uh, um, mindset. She said like it's okay, don't worry, and she was like trying to change the subject and trying to like move on. Mm-hmm. I mistook the uh, ways. There were those like two ways. One was like muddy terrain for cars, and I. From the Google Maps, I took that way, and we were we got like, lost. Yeah, we got lost a bit for like ten minutes. We got to the point, but it was like muddy terrain, and we like uh, we had to walk in the mud. And uh, she. What was, are you afraid of? This uh, chick's gonna leave you. 
no, I'm not afraid of uh, that. I'm just afraid uh, because I'm, I'm afraid for myself, you know, just uh, I, I've never had like this big experience in women. And uh, I kind of think what that kind of might... experience you have with women. You said this is the second one that you've dealt with. It's like the yes, it's like the second one. And you're how old again? 25. And you're a lawyer. Yes, I'm a lawyer. Yes. Okay. Do you make good money as a lawyer where you live? Mm, uh, if you compare it, uh, look, uh, the salary here in my country is like 400 bucks a month. Okay. So if you if you compare it for the time I spend, uh, those people work like nine, six jobs, and I get. Right, but like, I mean, do you get paid more than the average guy as a lawyer over there? Yeah, as a lawyer, yeah. like average lawyer. Do you get paid say, more than the average guy there, like the average working man? Yeah, I would say that's yes. Okay. So yeah. you've only been with two chicks, my friend. I mean, the thing that you got to understand about women is that they're not, you can't commit to a woman and expect just because you commit to her that she's always going to be with you. That's why you hear those sound bites on, you know, the Mano Swamp all the time about she's not yours, it's just your turn. Okay, well, there's some truth to that. That's just a very convenient way to sort of summarize it. But the thing being is if you spend a lot of time just watching Red Pill and Mano Swamp and all that sort of stuff over and over again, if you spend plenty of time doing that, you're going to see a lot of bad shit. You're going to hear a lot of um, bad stories, guys chiming in with women that are disrespectful, that are cheaters, that are going to betray their trust, that are going to, you know... Uh, like when I play this example here with Kiara from the soft white underbelly, you know, like the anatomy of a cheating wife, I'm doing it from the perspective of educating you on what to look for with what bad like character traits are in a woman. That's why I just call them red flags. Just, you know, just keep it simple. Because I think it's a lot easier to make it very clear what you shouldn't be dealing with and then just not deal with it and then walk away from it. But if you're finding yourself in a situation where you've got some anxiety over where is this going to go? What happens if she turns cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and goes crazy? What if she's got red flags? What if I'm just dating a representative and in two years time this might go sideways? Is she pressing you for more of a commitment? Is she pressing you for marriage? Is she pressing you for no. an engagement? Uh, look, uh, look, Rich, uh, in our country, divorce laws are not as severe for men. Like mm -hmm. it's in your country and in Western countries. Okay, so she's so, not pushing for any side of marriage or commitment, right? No, now. she's not. She's not pushing it. She mm -hmm. just mentioned one time that uh, it's uh, we are in a long distance relationship, kinda. She's uh, we we are seeing each other pretty often, but still, if she's like far away, she's like in another country. How far and away? It's, uh, look, it's like three how three hours flight. If you three what, hour flight, and how often do you see each other? uh she uh she's uh, like at least once a month she comes and visits me where did you meet her uh, i met her uh during the cold approach okay. uh, at the university park she was like um sitting there she was like dressed pretty modest and stuff and i liked it it's like is she enthusiastic when she sees you yes yes oh yeah <laughs> She's really? enthusiastic in the bedroom when she sees you. Yes, yes. She's like very enthusiastic and stuff. So this um, is so this is a long distance relationship. You see her once a month. It's a three hour flight, right? 
Do you ever go to see her, or does she only come? Yeah, to see but you? Uh, uh, but uh, when she comes and visits, she stays for like ten days, one week minimum, right? Bare minimum. What does she do for a living that she can take a week off every month? Uh, she has like this uh, flexible job. Mm -hmm. uh, she's like she works at the museum. She's like, work at a museum. That's interesting. Yeah, she's like how old is she? Guide. Uh, 22. She's young. Yeah, she's young. And I mm. visit and uh, see the place by myself and uh, the environment where she's working and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I really liked it. Uh, okay, so what's like, your concern? Like, if I can wave a magic wand to solve your concern right now, what does that look like? Like, what are you worried about? I, I have this specific question. Is it, like, necessary to, like, have this big, big, big experience in women, like, to think about something... Uh, more than just long distance relationship which leads like to nothing what do you mean have a, have a big experience with women i'm not sure i understand uh i've, I've seen this couple advices uh advising that until 30 years old you should not get married you should not commit to the ltrs mm -hmm. and stuff like that and my question is like this uh, i like don't spot anything i i'm feeling pretty secure in the relationship and stuff and uh you're only I 10 like, months in though. You're only 10 months in. So you need yes, to keep going. Um, yeah. I, need, I just need to keep going. But so far, it's like so far so good. And I'm just waiting and screening for the red flags. And uh, I'm noticing the green flag ones. Uh, she's like gifting go me. On, go on vacation with her to Greece in the summertime or something like that and spend two or three weeks with her straight and see how she behaves in an environment like that. A woman's going to be on really good behavior if she likes you for, for 10 months, especially if she only needs to see you for like one week a month, right? Because then you have that time apart. You don't really have a, a a strong relationship at that point. For all you know, she could be fucking somebody else, you know, while, while she's away with you. You just yeah. don't know. You don't have certainty, right? Uh, about this, I would, I would have a certainty that she's like not sleeping, sleeping around because as much as I know about women, they like can't, Get. Yeah, what I want you to what I want you to do though is not care. I want you to look past her beauty. Yeah. I want you to look past all of that and go about doing what it is that you need to do in your life and your business for yourself and have her as part of the ride for now, but definitely not a priority. Like even if you were to take her very, very seriously, like even if you were to start putting babies in her, you know, let's say, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Even then, at that point, you're still putting yourself first. You're still putting your needs and your priorities and your agenda and your passion and whatever dent in the universe that you're making right now, you're still putting that first, right? So don't sweat her. The thing is that you, you don't have a lot of experience with women. I know that one of the things you hear a lot in the red pill and the man of swamp is, oh, you got to bang at least 50 women you know, before you get to Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the, my question, yeah. No, that's, look, dude, I know guys that have figured out women after 10. I know guys that have been, look, there is a PUA out there right now that keeps banging on publicly about his notch count being, I don't know, 1,823 or some shit like that. But I've heard an audio recording of him talking to somebody else where he's complaining that his wife beats his ass, like she's physically abusive. This guy doesn't understand women, right? Yeah, that's true. So it doesn't matter if it's 10 or if it's 1,500. There's no real number. It's like, at what point do you understand what she's made of? Do you understand what she's going to respond to positively, right? Do you understand what frame looks like? Maybe you can do that with two chicks. Maybe you can do that with 20. Maybe it's 200. I don't know, dude. I don't know, my dude. But the fact remains is you're very new as far as experience goes. And notches in a guy's belt 
aren't as detrimental as, as it is to women. So the encouragement to have some experience is totally fine and normal. I wouldn't make a priority of going out of your way chasing tail because it's a pain in the ass and it wastes a lot of your time. Like yeah, if it's true. one chick or two chicks or, you know, whatever it happens to be that, you know, are interested in you, play the game. But I wouldn't be taking women seriously until you're in your 30s for anything long term or at least a year and a half to two years of dating. Yeah. Okay. Right? Because they it's can like act. good advice. Yeah, I can, I can see it. Yeah, yeah. I can and, see the point. And, and don't sweat too much about all the bad shit that they can be too. It's like they're going to do what they're going to do. Right. Yeah. They either true. dig your vibe. They have genuine burning desire. They're in your frame or they're not. And if they're not, then let them be somebody else's chick. It doesn't matter. You don't want to chase mm -hmm. after somebody that doesn't want you. Choose women that choose you. Yeah. Yep. You understand? That's, yeah. And that, that covers it all. Thanks, Rich. Okay, man. Thanks, brother. Take day. care. All right. Let me grab uh, Kizza here. And again, guys, the link, if you guys want to call in and ask a question, is pinned at the top of uh, YouTube. Uh, you can pop in. Kizza, my man, what's up? Evening, Rich. Long time no street. How have you been? I've been well. Uh, good to hear me. Uh, so basically, as you can see, my comment is uh, make marriage respectable again. Okay, how do we do that? Um, honestly, I remember you did a video, I think this was last year, about four or five months ago, okay. when you were in your car talking about how to fix marriage. Yeah. And in principle, I agree with all the points, but I don't think the punishments... Forgive me, I'm just going outside just because it's a bit noisy, my folks. Mm. Uh, basically, I don't think the punishments for violating the contract of marriage goes far enough. Mm. And I think there needs to be vastly more severe. Remind social... me what I said in that video as far as remedying um, marriage. Was it the one where I was talking about uh, taking away uh, child support, default 50-50 custody, no yes, alimony? Yes, that was the one. That's... Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I don't think it goes far enough in the social, economical, political penalties. Mm -hmm. I think it needs to be vastly more severe. In like order how much to more severe? Like we're talking about dragging women in the street and shaving their head in the public square type of stuff like they did after World Ooh. War II for the war brides? Well, one example I did have is, for example, if, uh, uh, let's say I'll use you as an example, mm -hmm. let's say your current uh, long-term girlfriend, you get married, and then she's proven to be guilty of adultery, mm -hmm. I would say one of the major penalties is she gets tattooed all over her body, adulterer, all <laughs> over her body. You know, something like, I mean, so something like, I mean, in, in a sense, you're basically marking their body yeah. as a symbol to everyone else that she, she is no, guilty of adultery. Saying, but I mean, like, here's the thing that, like, you know, women love to talk about monogamy and how there are one uh, woman kind of man and why do men cheat and why are men such dogs and all this bullshit. But true monogamy in the animal kingdom is they're together into perpetuity. And if one of the animals dies, they don't mate with another animal. That's it. Like, that's what real monogamy is. So when I hear women <clears throat> go on about monogamy and all this bullshit all the time, it's like, that's not true. Because if you were truly monogamous, you would be with the guy that you were with from the get-go. That's why I have that chapter in my book about promiscuous primates. You know, I break down all the ways that humans really aren't monogamous or nor are good at monogamous. And it has to be a choice. Um, I mean... The way that you describe that, man, it sounds it sounds almost a little bit like MGTOW black pill sort of stuff, right? Like, let's tattoo yeah, her with adultery yeah. all over her body. Let's just, like, yeah. who cares? I, you know, I, I, if yeah, she's a hoe, yeah. just let her go. 
Touche, touche. But for me, it was more of a case of making the institution of marriage respectable again. Yeah. And well, it's more of a case of, I'm not trying to sound like the Christ pills, like when you had um, Chase and yeah. who was the other guy, I forget. Like, they were quite naive because I obviously I listened very carefully and made a lot of super chats in that. And yeah. the thing was, they were speaking from a very naive perspective, even though we're, like my case, I'm, I'm just a bit older than them two were. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I'm speaking from a very practical point and also understanding human psychology but also knowing full well that mm. the best way to create a moral society is to create a moral group of people and you make mm. examples for those who step out of line well you know like we did I mean, in if the you past. can discourage divorce and discourage women from taking advantage of hostile laws which screw men over by changing the laws that would be a very good first step i had um I had this oh, I fully agree, lawyer, yeah. uh, I can't remember her name, Lauren DeLongo or some shit like that, but I said something on Twitter and then she messaged me and she challenged me on it. She says, you know, you have these items, which I talked about the video in my car, um, which I said would reform and improve and encourage more guys to get married because it makes it a lot less hostile. She wanted to talk about that. And I spent like 90 minutes talking to this chick who's a lawyer who didn't really want to listen to anything that I was talking about and wanted to argue the nuances of, of law. And my argument, you know, essentially is, look, either change it to encourage men to do this, or I don't think men should do this at all, right? Because she's like, oh, well, there's a nuance over here and it could harm women. It's, I'm like, you know how you avoid all of this? Just don't get married. Just don't live in a way that looks like marriage to the state. I've had this conversation with quite a few family lawyers and uh-huh. it's like, most of these guys are close to my age or around my age. And, you know, I talked to them like, you know, so what is your model for dating uh, women or, or for being women? Because they're obviously straight heterosexuals. They like women. They're healthy. They're in good shape. They make good money. And they all say the same thing. You can love a woman, but not live with her. And if you just go about it in that way, then you can avoid a lot of the pitfalls of inviting the state into your uh, life. I have, um, I have a case. I fully here. agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's your on about that. I had my um, LTR research for me. And it's from New Zealand. I'll probably be covering this next Wednesday. Um, but it's a couple that um, the guy put his uh, assets into a trust before he took on the relationship and she moved into this house and they had kids together. But she went back in time and appealed it to the Supreme Court to have them um, oh, open that asset common- up. Oh, was this, um, yeah. I believe, was this the famous case in Canada about the common no, no, no. law? No, no, oh, was no, it not? no, no, my, no, no, this is a new so. one. This is a new one from oh, June one. of my... 2023. It's Sutton versus Bell. My so I have the oh, summary here. I'll be talking about that next week so you guys can understand a little bit better. Because it's very similar in Canada, New Zealand, Australia, like any country that sort of Even follows the UK. the UK model. Yeah, yeah, yeah common so law, yeah. Um, like the move to sort of punish women. I don't understand it. I don't think it has much merit or point and it sounds very black pill yeah. MGTOW to me. I think that if you want to yeah. encourage marriage, you have to change the laws to make them less hostile to begin with. The other thing too that a lot of these like Christ pillars don't really understand is they think that the Christ pill solves everything. Like if you just uh, both agree that um, you know this rule book or this religious scripture is what should be followed, the problem is, is 100% of these guys are basically looking for 1% of women. Like there's probably less than 1% of women out there that subscribe to the notion of strong religious values where they're like, 
I will serve my husband. I will take care of the home. I will bring him children. I will, you know, be agreeable and kind and, and friendly and all that sort of stuff. But even then, they can change their mind ten years down the road. Um, on Twitter, I fully agree. I fully agree. So. Um, what's his name? Tanner Guzzi. I I talked about him in my book. I don't know if you know who Tanner is. Tanner Guzzi. Um, so I'm, Tanner is a no, Mormon. Yeah, so he's a Mormon um, sort of style guide, right? So I so I mentioned his book, The Appearance of Style, in my book, The Unplugged Alpha, and I recommended him as a good resource. We don't see eye to eye. Like, I met him years ago. He was there with his wife at the conference. I think they were on their fourth child at the time. She's with, her, with his seventh child now. She's pregnant, also Mormon, very religious, Latter-day Saints, all that sort of stuff. Um, again, you know, he and I did not see eye to eye because the kind of stuff that I talked about. And he made it very, very clear that um, he did not want to endorse, co-sign, uh, you know, be, be, be friendly about it. But interestingly, in the last week, he's announced on social media that he's getting divorced. And even though they've tried to work it out for, te- for two years um, and she's pregnant with his seventh child, she is going to untie the knot and leave the marriage. Now, Tanner, despite us not seeing eye to eye, is a good man. He's good at being man. He's resourceful. He's tall. He's handsome. He's funny. He's got good character. He's got strong values. And this chick is still going to, pregnant with his seventh child, mind you, is still going to leave him to untie the knot and remove the father from the household, from the kids' lives, probably have custody. What does she think she's going to do? She's going to go on the dating market with seven, or sorry, with six kids, pregnant with a seventh and find another guy? it's it's just beyond me. And I don't think that there's any mm-hmm. real remedy for any of this today, aside from if you want to take the risk, minimize the risk as much as possible by vetting for red flags, doing all the other things, especially living in states that aren't hostile towards fathers, which today is Michigan, uh, Kentucky, Florida, and California in the U.S., where it's default 50-50 custody. But there's not a lot of things that you can do to protect yourself because women can, at the seventh kid, pregnant with the seventh kid, say, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, I, I fully agree with exactly what you're saying. Me, I, I didn't mean to come off as like MGTOW black pill. It was more of a case of like one of the aspects of issues why marriage became a joke is there is no social, political, economic penalties for violating the contract of marriage. Whereas many, let me ask you a question: What happens yeah, if so, the guy cheats on her? Does he have to get uh, tattooed? Um... Yeah, yes, completely, one hundred percent. I, I, that's the it's, it's pure equality. Okay, gotcha. All right, Kizza. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one, brother. All right, let's grab Dylan over here, see what he's got for us. And again, guys, the link, if you want to call in, it's pinned at the top. Uh, the StreamYard link's there. You can ask me any question you want. Uh, Dylan, what's up, buddy? I'm well in yourself, Rich. Good. What do you got for me? Uh, gaining customers, clients for business. What's your question? Yeah, so um, that's like my main question, but I do have three questions in total. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm from Cape Town, South Africa and um i'm looking to extend or let's say i want my main client base to be from either usa or canada or even both mm-hmm. um as i know i can get a lot more bang for my buck uh, as to the output that i'm doing so i'm trying my best to cold approach cold message um businesses but i'm not really getting much like i'm not getting like, anywhere problem do you solve so um i create a 2d commercials so for instance, product openers. So for instance, like your supplements, I make them basically, I animate them as opposed to just having you have images of it, of the supplements. Okay. And so, um, that does what? Does that improve conversion rates and sales? Um, 
I, I would think that it does because it, it beats just having stills and photography. Mm. And then the other more expensive option, of course, is to have video as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'd like to think that I've, I land in the middle in that mm. I can take already existing photography that's used by the, okay. the, the client or the customer and then create that, animate that into a moving um, one minute. When one where did you two. where did you learn this skill? How did you get into this? Is this one of the Hustlers University sort of uh, student things that you did? Um, so I I studied at SAE Institute um, mm. in Woodstock, Cape Town. So basically, it's animation that I studied, animation okay. and motion design and visual effects. Yeah, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I know what you're talking about. So on social media, more so on Instagram than any other platform now, I get yeah. a dozen DMs every day from a guy like you uh, saying that they've, I mean, I go to my phone right now and open up and I'll go to the message request and it's always the same shit. Hey Rich, I love your stuff, but they don't follow me. Which I is messaged you hilarious. as well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, hey Rich, I love your stuff, but they don't follow me. And then it goes into, I can help you uh, close more leads, help you sell more supplements, high ticket closer, uh, edit reels, uh, copywriter. There's always some version of this yeah. And I get a dozen of these every day. So it's impossible for any of these guys to stand out. And it's yeah. exhausting for me to look at because I want to like genuinely look at my DMs and deal with people that are interested actually yeah. in me, not trying to extract money from me. So yeah, yeah. my advice to you and anybody that's in my DMs with this shit every fucking day, it's so annoying, <laughs> is lead with value. Make it simple and lead with value. Um, I have an autoresponder on my email because I get a lot of emails from guys yeah. that are, you know, saying the same thing, you know, I can help you do this and they've got like a solution and everything. And but again, I get a dozen, yeah. right. So how am I supposed to know who's good? So what I say in my autoresponder, I, I basically say, look, you know, if you've got a pitch for me, cause you want to help increase my business or conversions or whatever, there's yeah. a link to book me for 15 minutes. If you're so good at what you do, why don't you Thank spend you. some money? To, to, to buy 15 minutes of my time to prove to me that you're good at what you do because you've got the money to pay for my time, right? Because you're so good at it, yeah. Yeah. right? So I don't have a good answer for you, dude, and nobody will spend the money to book the time. So yeah. I just keep deleting, delete, delete, delete. I don't, I don't give so, a fuck. Like I have so many things to do that all I really want to focus on is making videos and content, yeah. doing my retreats with the guys, hosting the conferences. I don't want people, because every time, here's what happens you know, from a business owner perspective. They're like, I can help you improve all of these metrics. And what ends yeah. up happening is they don't improve the metrics to the degree that they promise. They need me to do things or give things to them to make them pr give me the uh, results that they're promising. And the re like, I have to do twice as much work for half the output that they promise. So okay. that's why I just don't get involved in it. My personal opinion is if you're good at something, like yeah. if you're a good copywriter, or if you're good at um, affiliate marketing, create your own product and sell it yourself, right? Because build an audience and sell it yourself. Because guys like I, me don't have time to to go through pitches and read emails yeah. and like I can't figure out who's good or not. But if a guy buys 15 minutes of my time and says, "Okay, I've carved out yeah. at 10:15 a.m. on this day to talk to Rich about my pitch." I know the guy's good because he's got money to pay for 15 minutes and of my put time, time to sell and me. You put his money you see what I'm saying? As well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, as an example, like the one commercial that I made was for like this hamburger, uh, soda and fries. And then I just pitched that to like 
20 online Instagram burger accounts and only like maybe two of them see, have seen the message and then none of it converted. So I know that some way or another, I need to be able to convert those messages, those, those leads in, in, in other sense. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm struggling with that. So I'm trying to figure that one out. It's guys are getting their, their, their social media feeds and their emails and every possible angle filled. And I think more than ever now, especially because of what Tate's done with Hustlers University, he's got hundreds of thousands of these kids out there on all these like yeah. Discord servers doing anything from copywriting to video editing to I can be a high ticket closer. Dude, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Like yeah. whenever I get a guy that's, that's um, I'm going to uh, edit your reels for you and put them into shorts, <laughs> there's, there's so many guys that are doing this now. You don't have to yeah. pay more than 20 bucks. And you only have to pay 20 bucks if it gets 50,000 views on like a test yeah. platform, right? So it's like, there's so many of you guys out there doing this stuff. If the market's that saturated, then it's gonna lower the pricing. Yeah. Um, and then it makes it harder for you to get in front of people. So- I can't lie, it is eye opening because um, again, you, it's, it's confirming what I already thought I need to have a more rare skill as opposed to just doing something that everybody can do and learn from YouTube, whatever. And and what are you going to charge to do this? Like, what's your average fee that you would make for doing one of the animations? I, because like I literally, I mean, to, to, to admit, I like started the business um, about the year, and, or my, let's say two years ago, and mm -hmm. life happened, and I couldn't really commit to it. So I'm only going to commit to it like now because I have mm -hmm. to. I have to. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't like put a, a, a like a fee down to it. I still need to work everything out because I have you been undercharging animation. With the average animation, um, I don't know that figure on anymore. So, are you, a, a are you actually making any money? Has anybody paid you money yet for the animations? Um, yes and no. It's been little. It's like so. Very it's been little. very and slow. I, yes. It's been very slow. So you don't need like for the amount of messages that you're sending out, for the amount of money that you're making. If you were to break that down into an hourly rate, you could probably get paid more working at McDonald's, right? At this time. Mm. Mm. that's my point mm. you know that's why i'm saying so if you're good at something then why don't you create your own product your own service build your own audience and then sell it to them rather than trading time for money right because then i mean you're messaging people 95 percent yeah. of them won't ever get back to you and then mm. when you do get somebody that, that gets back to you then you do the work and you get paid a few hundred dollars i don't know like what do you charge so i so I was also like designing logos and I mean, I was charging minimum 500 Rand. Um, I don't know even how much that convert to, to. Yeah. And I mean, you can go to Fiverr listen. and you can get a, a really good designer for a logo for 20 bucks, probably. 500 mm -hmm. to USD is $26. So I was charging little like, yeah. I, I would find something else to do, man. You know, if I'm being honest, I would I would find something else to do because it's not a good use of your time. And then, um, thank you so much for answering that question. I mean, it, it, it is eye-opening. It makes me think again as to what I want to pursue and what I need to be doing to make six figures. Um, the other also, question if is... if you're going to be selling something that's going to make you $26, sorry, if you're going to be selling and putting all the effort into 
all that work and then creating that and all you get is $26, why don't you sell something at a higher price point that pays you $2,600 I want to, we, like for instance, the, like the, the 2D um, asset commercials, like I want to be charging 5,000 Rand at least for one video. So my goal, my small goal is to get 10,000 Rand. That's like just a small miles milestone that I want to achieve is to get 10,000 Rand for my business and then mm -hmm. charge accordingly if I'm getting US based clients or Canadian based clients, but I won't charge $26. No. Okay. And you got one more question real quick. So the other question is, how do you, <laughs> how do you get over one night this like, uh, like, I mean, I've been, I'm done with this girl, like for four years or so I'm over completely. But like there's that remnant memories that still like stays in my mind that I can't seem to get over. And um, I asked How long ago did you break up with her? Um, <laughs> so when I met her, I was working. I was working as a junior video editor. Mm. Um, I was working. She was studying. And then the very next year when I wanted to now pursue her and I also had the mindset of at the time, I wanted to, me, myself, ask her to be my girlfriend, but I know that's not like the proper way or the right way or the alpha way. And so, ways to um, ask you, yeah, yeah. But and so answer the question for me. So how long, how long, do you, how long ago did you guys break up? Um, about three years ago, three years. And you still have one itis for her. how long did you date her for? Um, I won't even say date because it was like a vibe, dude. It wasn't even a, like we weren't dating. Like we were seeing each other, yes, but we weren't exclusive in the okay, sense of. Okay, but for how long official. were you seeing each other? Um, about a year and a half. So you, you still think about a chick after three years, and you were with her for about a year and a half. Don't get me wrong, I'm over completely, but that memories are still there, you know. What do you mean memories? Like you think about her daily, you think about her once a not month. Not daily, no. I just think of the moments that I enjoyed with her. That's not um, one itis. That's not one. One itis uh, is when you can't sleep at night. One itis is where no, no, no. you think I, about I, her regularly, like daily, even throughout the day, multiple times a day, and you can't focus because you're just obsessed with who she is, what you did wrong, who she no, with no, right no. now, what is she doing? That's what one itis is. That's that's an unhealthy attachment to one woman. What you're describing is you just had a good time with a chick and you think about it randomly. Yeah. That's not, I mean, that's not one itis. When I ended it, um, I completely blocked her off every social media. I didn't go back and follow nothing. I only saw the one post and it got me fired and I'm like, ah, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And then I just stopped. And then, Let me ask you a I'm, question. I'm, there's, a, there's a comment here from somebody on uh, Twitter X who says, the guy needs to leave South Africa, go to US, UK earn more money for motion design. Um, South Africa is not in a good political climate right now. I'm, I'm hearing about yeah. politicians that are like trying to uh, like get elected that want to murder all the white guys and stuff like that. Like what's going on over there? Um, you see, it's, it's the, uh, again, it's that thing of remnants of the past. So, I mean, I'm turning 30 this year and that's how long our democracy has been formed. So like apartheid, right? Yeah. So apartheid, you will say, but apartheid has been abolished in 1994 and we're still feeling the effects of it. So the majority is the black people and then the minority is the white people. And before previously, it was governed by the minority, which was the white people. And 
people will say that the governing body was stronger, which I agree, and the services were better, which I agree. To some degree, but they had broken down along the way. So, so that the, is why. So the country happened. is starting to fall apart. Yes, I mean, if we look at our infrastructure in the sense of electricity, like our like uh, the main service provider is called ESCOM, and we have rolling blackouts. Like now, we're going to stage four, which means like four-hour blackouts. So you have you have long blackouts. There's no supply of electricity. You've got a politician that wants to murder and, white people. And our fuel, our fuel gets like it's way cheaper to Zimbabwe and Botswana, the bordering countries. Yeah, I would, I would, I would be looking for a better place to live, man. It's, it doesn't sound like it's got a bright future for you, at least in the next four to five years. My, anyway. my, my grandpa always says, "Get the fuck out." There you <laughs> if go. you can't get the fuck out, where does your grandfather live? He he stays um, like a, probably like five minute walk away from where I stay. He's and still what in, in and what recommendations does he have on where to go? He just says, get the fuck out. He doesn't tell me exactly where. He just says, whatever opportunity I can, just get out. I, w- I would be looking for something like that, man. And then like there question. was an opportunity for me to go to Dubai, but then I didn't want to take the jab. Um, that well, that's just changed now. Be... There's no need for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'll leave that with you. Thank Thanks, you Stella. so much for your time. All right, man. I appreciate it. Good luck, buddy. Take care. All right, um, I'm going to wrap up on that note, guys. I got to run. Um, I'm going to probably hop on uh, Twitter X and uh, rip there for a little bit. So if you want to join me, I'll do a little bit of a Q&A. But there's something I wanted to talk about uh, while I can drive. I can't do that with uh, cameras and stuff while I'm here. But um, what's happening this week? So we got Moff on tomorrow night, Ladies Nights on Monday. Um, Moff's doing a good job recruiting talent for that. We're getting good conversations going. Uh, next week, I think I'm going to do the Supreme Court um, I mean, it's a messed up case. Somebody mentioned earlier uh, the one that happened in Canada where I've got that on my channel as well. I covered that a few years ago where there was this billionaire that was living with this. Sorry, not not even living with her. He wasn't. This is how fucked up family law was. He wasn't even living with this chick. He was just seeing her on a frequent basis. She had kids from a prior marriage, had her own house. He had kids from a prior marriage, had his own house. But he had her around so much that when they broke up, she went to family court and said, I want money and I want this, that, and the other thing from him. And he said, we weren't married, we weren't living together, I don't know what she wants. Her lawyer started getting involved and he ended up having to pay her something like 40 grand a month, even though they weren't living together. This case is another example of one of the ways that family law gets involved in your life and makes decisions on your money, your assets, your wealth, and your choices that you lose control of. Again, I'm not saying this to black pill you or to tell you to go MGTOW or any of these things. I think there is a way that you can interact with women and have a good experience and also eliminate or minimize risk. And this will be another example of that. So join me next week. I'll talk about that. We'll do some more Q and A. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of an outro over here on the way out and we'll see you guys real soon. Peace out. All right, guys, if you enjoyed that podcast, make sure you visit my website at richcooper.ca to learn more about my courses, my book, The Unplugged Alpha Community, or booking me for private coaching. Also, if you are a Canadian with $15,000 or more of credit card debt and what you are doing right now isn't paying off the balances, then visit totaldebtfreedom.ca and hit get a free quote to see if you qualify to settle your